Good evening. Welcome to the bonus edition of the Wulong Talks podcast. This is actually the second bonus edition that we've done. Um, if you are following what we've been doing with our podcast recordings, then you'll know from the original bonus edition we did, which was uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and the Fate of the Furious, I believe it was. Yeah, um, it was. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with the bonus editions, as said, if you've been following us, you'll know these are usually when there's a big trailer that's come out. Um, well, this past week, we've actually had two big trailers that have come out that have caught our attention for different reasons. So what we're going to do here is we're going to break those two trailers down. We're going to talk a little bit about what we thought about them and whether they've got us excited for the forthcoming things or not. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, The Dark Tower. Um, this is a, a long-awaited adaptation of a Stephen King's um, iconic book series uh, and also a, a series of graphic novels as well that were um, adapted from the books. Uh, and we're also, of course, going to talk about The Defenders because, boy, that Defenders trailer was juicy. <laughs> all, <laughs> let me introduce the, the peeps that are here with me. So, uh, as usual, I've got the, the crew in the house. So, first up, the Man Geek up north, Big A. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Alvin, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, he said, oh, okay. he said, he said good evening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry, you didn't come through with my headphones for some right. <laughs> well, Yeah, I'll say it again just for you. Good evening. Yeah, there we go. That's good. <laughs> All right. And, um, of course, we've got Rich Kid, a.k.a. the Rusting Kid, with us as well. Um, Rich, so good evening, man. Good evening, people. Cool, cool. All right. Well, let's get the show on the road now. We've done the introductions and stuff. So first of all, let's start with the trailer for The Dark Tower. Now, as I said at the top, um, this is a long-awaited like movie adaptation, really, of Stephen King's uh, uh, books and the graphic novels. Um, some people are really familiar with the book. Some people have no clue at all. Um, but the Dark Tower series was a, a series of books that Stephen King did that were kind of inspired by two things that he loved. Um, one was uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, um, and the other was uh, Sergio Leone um, Spaghetti Western. So what he did is he kind of meshed the two styles together in, in these Dark Tower books, and, and he had the Dark Tower. So, hey, presto, that's the, the story behind it. Anyway... Uh, as I said, this trailer has been long awaited because the the movie has been in you know production for a long time. Um, I think it's been nearly fifteen years now that they've been trying to bring the the Dark Tower to the big screen, um, and it looks like it's finally happening. At one point, we had uh, Ron Howard attached to direct it as well, um, and then he moved on because it it just kept rotting in development hell. Um, but eventually they managed to get it through the gate. Uh, they've got two big name actors in leading roles in the film as well. Um, and as I said, they managed to, to put the pieces together and, and, and give us a movie. Uh, what kind of state of movie we're going to get, we'll have to wait and see. But for that first trailer, um, it was a good sort of way to whet the appetite, so to speak, and to get people interested in the Dark Tower franchise. So First of all, guys, um, we talked about this earlier in the week, and um, I know both of you were kind of a bit hesitant, should we say, and um, a bit reticent about the trailer. You weren't like quite convinced by it. Um, so first off, I'll, I'll start with Rich, because you basically <laughs> had the best <laughs> reaction, I think, <laughs> to, the, to the trailer. So why don't you share that, that thought again with, with people and then explain a little bit about why you felt that way? Hey, do you want me to say yeah, what, yeah. what I actually said when it first came up? Yeah, yeah. biggest pile of shit I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> seriously. I've ever seen. Like, no, like, and I don't know, some people might might feel I'm being harsh. And I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, like, I'm not, like, a Dark Tower. I know comic books and stuff like that. But, but I, I've, I've dibble-dabbled in, in and out of it, like, over the past few years, um, especially before the, before the final book came out. And I, one of my really good friends, like, has you know has she's been telling me to read the books for years well two of my really good friends female friends but um no of the dark tower series and then from what i've seen from illustrations from the marvel adaptations didn't look it didn't feel like the dark tower like it, it pulled off the things of like you know showing reloading his garden and showing how how amazing it is at gunslinging and everything like that that was good 
didn't 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 feel like the Dark Tower. For, from what I know, Jay, you've read the books. I haven't read the books. Like I said, I've only double dabbled. Alvin, I don't know how much of the Dark Tower series you know. Mm. But to me, imagine the Dark Tower to look and feel like would possibly be a cross between the Mad Max Fury Roads and Into the Badlands. No matter where you look, no matter if you look, you know, front, back, left, or right, shit just looks broken. You know, like there, there, there's there's an age of you know, of of by, but it's our time, and it, everything just feels slightly out of sync. I didn't get that from this. I I, I didn't get anything. It, it just and then the inclusion of that kid, biggest biggest pile of caca I've ever seen. Like I swear to God, man, it's only a teaser trailer. Harsh, maybe they need to give me something else. It'll maybe I need to see something else in the trailers that come out after. Pressing the slightest, apart from like the visual, the visual fancy schmancy stuff that I was given. Okay, okay. Um, Alvin was Richard asked, were, were you familiar at all with like the Dark Tower franchise and, and what it's about? No, well, just the basic concept really, and that involved a gunslinger. Uh, like I've seen pictures of like various things uh, from it, um, but. But yeah, I mean, for me, for me, the trailer was, it was just like, usually when I see something that I know nothing about, if they make it look good, I'll be like, that looks good. But I'm not sure as to whether they, they cut the trailer in the best possible way to kind of show their strongest hand. Um, this isn't a diss, but it kind of seemed like it could be like a TV thing to me, like a TV series. There wasn't anything in there that, that I can remember that said to me, movie necessarily an insult because you know tv things especially nowadays are can be quite intriguing and they can tell big stories um but yeah, i don't know it, it was just I, I just don't think it was a, a well put together trailer to show its strongest i mean show its strongest hand but um but the gun all the gunplay stuff was was really cool um quite over the top uh but it made complete sense in the uh, in the context it was um but yeah no there's kind of nothing anchored to it uh to be to be fully tied in i mean i'm still gonna go and see it anyway but, but no this it was just, uh, I'm just if if the film is good then i'm not saying they should show their best bits but just show us what we haven't seen before show us a reason visually is to because already story-wise you know you tell me the basics at the beginning of the trailer and i'll either be like no nah, i'm not in or yeah i'm in yeah, I'm into the the idea, but show me as to why why it's great. I mean, imagine a Lord of the Rings trailer that had like no cool shit in it, and it was just Sam and Frodo, and just mm. a bit of talking, and you saw things, but you didn't see little bits of action. That's that's what like this is kind of is to me. It's they they say kind of what's going on, snippets, but it's not it's not the cool shit, or there doesn't seem to be anything to me where I can go. Oh, that's probably something from the book that I don't know about. That's apparently yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I want, but I'm not getting that from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> first of all, listeners, I mean, as Richard said, I I am quite familiar with the books. There's there's a lot I've realized that I don't actually remember because I read them when I was really young. Uh, there was a period in my life when I was all about Stephen King and um I was reading like literally everything he he wrote. I, I would run to the library to borrow it, and um, I eventually kind of made my way through the the Dark Tower books. And there is a lot of um, information. There's lots of different things going on in the books, um, and this being, I presume, the first movie of a couple of movies. I'm assuming they they're going to to make, provided of course this one is successful. Um, for the first movie, it looks like they've pulled like little bits from um, different books, from what I could tell from the trailer. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, of not getting a lot of information, that's probably true. I mean, I, I can't really argue against that. I mean, one of the things I was kind of critical about with um, with the Justice League trailer was that I felt there wasn't really anything of the story going on in there. It was um, lots of kind of really spectacular shots, but nothing that really kind of said much about the story. Now, again, I, I you know, I appreciate that these are teaser trailers and, and this goes for the Dark Tower as well. I appreciate that this is a teaser trailer and it's designed just to kind of whet your appetite. 
Um, but I can understand why people who aren't familiar with that would be like, well, what the hell is going on here? Like a lot of this doesn't make sense. So um, with that in mind, I'll try and bring as, as much as I can remember to what I saw in the, the trailer and, and where it kind of fits. So um, in terms of where the, the, the film looks like it's set, it's set in a place called Midworld. Um, for those of you who don't know the books, uh, Midworld is, is kind of like a, a, a dimension outside of our own reality. So um, effectively in this world that Stephen King has made, there are like these several different dimensions. Um, and the Dark Tower is like the centerpiece of these dimensions. It's kind of the thing that, that holds the, the fabric together of, of all of these different dimensions. Um, so the Dark Tower film and the trailer starts off in, in Midworld. Um, you get kind of a shot of, uh, it's a very brief one, um, which is probably rich why you didn't feel there was much devastation and things like that that you, you saw there. But there's a very brief shot um, showing what looks like to be one of the castles. Now, Ooh. there are a few castles in, in these different worlds. Um, and this one, the, the Midworld one, is in ruins. Um, because yeah. in, in the books, um, you know, Midworld is, has been devastated because there was this war between um, the gunslingers who are kind of like the knights and, and the people who protect the, the realm of Midworld and the man in black, um, who is played by Matthew McConaughey in, in the movie. Um, the man in black is, is kind of like this malevolent force. Um, he's a very key character in, in Stephen King's books. He goes by loads of different names. Um, I think in the trailer, Jake, uh, the, the kid Jake Chambers says um, something like, oh, he's like the devil. Uh, and the gunslinger says, well, he's worse. Um, and effectively, yeah, I guess in Stephen King's sort of universe, in the Kingverse, he is the devil, essentially. He's a, a person who could be anywhere at any time. Um, he's a warlock, so he has like understanding of magic. Um, he uses a lot of like kind of magic amulets and, and different powers to kind of manipulate his way in between the different worlds. Um, and his plan seems to be from this trailer to bring about the end of, of Midworld um, and the end of our world as well. Now, we don't know why that is. And yeah, that's a bit kind of cliche in terms of um, that being a plot motivation for the villain. But I guess this is fantasy and, you know, generally it wouldn't be fantasy if there wasn't some villain trying to bring about the, the end of days uh, for their own reasons. So um, from what I could tell, that, that seemed to be kind of the, the basis around it. Um, the kid, Jay <coughs> Chambers, he actually is in the books. I remember now he, he is in the yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like he was a bit Hollywood <laughs> from the trailer mm -hmm. in a sense that he was a bit kind of, too wide-eyed and a bit too naive almost whereas in the books jake always felt even when he meets the gunslinger for the first time when he first discovers midworld and um falls in there there's always this sense that jake is quite a wily kid and and, and is a bit streetwise whereas um this version of him, this iteration of him in the trailer seems very kind of wide-eyed and oh my god so the midworld really is real and you know da, 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 da. And, and all of that kind of thing um so yeah that didn't go down that well with me either as well but again maybe we're judging him a bit harshly on you know on a two minute trailer maybe there's more mm. um to him from there uh there was a lot of easter eggs well a lot of kind of hints at easter eggs i mean i don't know how much of it is is accurate but i'll try and just basically spell out the things that i spotted um one of them which i think both of you may have noticed was in uh in the early scenes in the trailer when jake is at the doctor's office the psychiatrist's office yeah um and he's uh basically talking about these dreams these visions he keeps having of of the man in black and of midworld and of the gunslinger and, and all of that on uh, the psychiatrist's desk is a picture um and it's a picture of the overlook hotel and the overlook hotel is the same hotel from the shining where um, Jack Nicholson's character went and went crazy, got possessed, and mm. did all his crazy stuff. Um, so that was a kind of a, a nice little Easter egg, a nice little nod, I thought, um, and a way of kind of showing how 
the Stephen King universes are, are sort of all connected. There's another one as well, which is, um, which you, again, you may or may not have spotted in the trailer because it was a very brief shot, but there's a really, really quick snippet of um, what looks to be like Pennywise's fairground, mm. um, which was back in his heyday, you know, in, in between those different dimensions. He had like this massive um, fairground complex where he did all kind of nasty shit to whoever it was who was unfortunate enough to, to cross his path there. Um, but it looks like it's in ruins in the trailer. It's, you know, the, the signs all busted up. And I think there's like a hand that it looks like from the statue holding balloons. Mm. Um, so all of that stuff, if you're familiar with like it, um, the book, it and, and the movie, the television movie, then you'll remember that Pennywise is uh, the demonic clown figure or he takes the form of a demonic clown. Um, that is basically like another sort of malevolent evil uh, spirit that that really can't be killed. It, it just kind of hops from one place to another. But in this world, in in this dimension of Midworld, it's his world is ruined. So I'm wondering if there's any way they're going to tie um, this film to it with with that kind of connection there. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, what else did I pick up? Oh yes, there's a, a reference to um, the Crimson King as well. Um, Rich, you might you might remember the Crimson King as well from the. the I think he features quite heavily in both the books yeah. and the comics as well. Um, but effectively, the Crimson yeah. King is like a um, uh, what's the best way to describe it? I, I guess he's like the the Man in Black. He's like a, a kind of warlock, um, uh, more of a but even more powerful really than the than the Man in Black. He he literally can control worlds and things like that. Um, and the one world that he can't get access to is our world, is Earth. Um, and basically his aim is to try and control them all, um, destroy them, and then kind of rebuild them in his image, I guess. Um, and, and that's kind of his his bag, that's his deal. Um, and then there is the shot as well where there's some people kind of dressed up in masks and stuff. Um, well, not masks, but they've got like kind of um, like wraps around their face and stuff, and they're attacking uh, what looks like a mid-world village. Um, and it's the point where the, the gunslinger um, shoots this uh, one of these people in the head because he's trying to take Jake away. Um, I think they are the Tahin, which is like, uh, I guess they're, they're, they're like people who... Well, they're not even people, really. They're creatures. Um, they they have human bodies and have like animal heads, um, but usually they, if they disguise themselves, then they can take on human form. Um, so what they do is they're able to go into um, like the Earth realm uh, by disguising themselves as human beings, basically. But they're like these kind of vicious um, animal creatures. Um, and they're effectively like uh, rebels or um, mercenaries, guns for hire. So whoever pays them the most money, they'll they'll um, they'll do their bidding. Um, and they are play quite a part in the destruction of Midworld as well, because um, they're part of the the war between the gunslingers and, and the man in black. And the man in black kind of hires them to to help him defeat the gunslingers. Um, it looks like there was a, a little shot of. Roland meeting his dad as well in the trailer who I think it was Dennis Haysbert from 24. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I think it was him, but it looked like him. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so it looks like they may try and tell a little bit of the backstory of, of the gunslingers as well um, in this trailer, uh, which would be cool. So like, you know, if, if, if we get that in the movie, that, that would be interesting to see on, on the big screen, especially if they can find a way to depict, um, you know, the, the kind of last vestiges or the last days of that war between uh, the gunslingers and the man in black. So that could be fun. Um, those were really all the, the Easter eggs that I got. Uh, aside from that, yeah, I thought the trailer was okay. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite a fan of, of the books and um, I'm a, fan of the main actor Idris Elba in the role um I think it was a good choice because I think Roland from what I can remember Roland Deschain the the gunslinger he's um quite a tortured character um and he you know he carries the the, the weight of the loss of uh, his people on his shoulders um of the gunslingers and, and sort of the weight of, of Midworld uh and him being kind of the last 
of his remaining people, is, it, it kind of weighs heavy on him, that responsibility. Um, and I think Idris, from what I could tell from the trailer, he looks like he kind of gets it. Um, so that's a good thing, I think. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is the man in black could go either way, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it could either be a masterstroke or it could be disastrous. It was hard to tell from the trailer. Um, I really hope he doesn't ham it up too much and, and go too much down the kind of, um, you know, the pantomime villain kind of portrayal. If he can avoid that, then great. Um, we could have a, a really good character there. Uh, and from an action point of view, from what we got from the trailer, I, I, I kind of like the gunslinging stuff. Um, I'm with you, Rich, in, in a sense that, yeah, it did seem a bit over the top, um, but it seemed to kind of fit the world, I guess, um, in terms of the way that it looked. Uh, so, yeah, that was a, a fine point. But, um, yeah, aside from that, I'm, I'm trying to remain positive. There were some things that were a bit like, I was a bit, mm, as I said, the kid, um, you know, the actor playing him, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know his name list is, um, but the actor playing him, he seemed a little bit too wide-eyed and a bit too innocent for me. I'm, I'm not too sure I'm down with that. Um, and as I said, I'm not too sure about how it will go with Matthew McConaughey as well. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see <clears throat> from further trailers. I'm assuming there'll be at least two more because the movie's not out until August. So um, they'll need to try and drum up more interest in this. Um, mm. But it's interesting. <clears throat> and outside of like the movie itself, this is potentially quite a, a risky move for Idris because he's not really had like any big major movie success like tv and stuff he's he's had lots of successes but in terms of movies he hasn't really had anything like that i can think of off the top of my head that that really was a big success at the box office and really kind of established himself he's you know for his career so far he's pretty much still living off the success of what he's he's done in the tv world um so if this movie goes wrong and it doesn't do too well at the box office you know that might end up potentially hurting him so we'll have to wait and see really i guess with with that one but um yeah i think i'm out of ideas now with with this trailer uh did you guys want to add anything after after that yeah um like that like, i think i'll tell you i'll tell you some more reasons as to the reason why the trailer didn't do anything for me mm. done like you said stephen king is a big fan of like um, sergio leone and the character essentially was of Rolinda's chain, essentially was based on the man of no name, the yeah. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not even going to say anything about Idris playing the character because, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Like, as long as he fulfills the, 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 the essence of the character, it doesn't matter what color he is. Mm. Um, it's not like uh, getting a, a white person to play a black person who actually really existed. So, for example, <laughs> don't get Joseph Fiennes to play Michael Jackson. Let's take a <laughs> But, um, what, what, what you, mean, you, trying to say? you mean Martin Luther King can't be white? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but you know what it is? What it is that got to me? It was the whole thing of Stephen King. Obviously, created this world, but it was always based on something else. Now, for me, like I said, I I'm I'm into the Dark Tower, the, the comic book series. So that was basically there were adaptations of the books. And uh, stories that were told in between the books of, you know, uh, of the, let's say, like, for example, like Roland Chain growing up and things like that. And the artist that did the work for that, so uh, Jay Lee's done a lot of work for Marvel. He's the majority of his work is actually done now for DC. He's, he's, he had a really beautiful run. Man. Um, and it's very, very gothic. And uh, it's, it's, just, it's just really, really, it's just really, really good art style. Who he's drawing, his art, his art style just fits for it. The same way, like how, for example, how Bruce Timm's artwork. No matter who Bruce Tim is, who, who, no matter who Bruce Tim is drawing, that character will always fit his art style. Mm. He created this this whole brand, whole new whole, whole new look for the Dark Tower series, which I think really really captures the essence of everything in that Dark Tower series. Mm. It just always had this underlining feeling of you know what, even though you're doing good you're still just going to, you, you're going to struggle to get things done. And that's the whole running theme throughout the whole Dark Tower series from, from what I know of, right? Is that it's never, it's never ever just an easy, an easy ride. Yeah. And in, it's like we said, it's a teaser trailer, but in this trailer, 
nothing feels dangerous. Like we know, like we know that there's, you know, we know there's a hero, there's a villain, there's a there's a little kid to, you know, to help propel things forward. Who's gonna bridge things, bridge things together? And we know there's a goal. But I know I don't get any. What's gonna happen if the goal isn't achieved? So if this dark tower is being destroyed, yeah, okay, what happens? Like I don't feel any danger from it, and and that's the thing that. That, that keeps on running through my head when, when I look at this, even down to the look of it. Like you said that from what I saw, I saw what was meant to be represented. So like, the, you know, like we, we only saw a little bit of his world. It still looks like, like, like Alvin said, it still looks like a TV show. So, mm. And this is the thing where like, I, I still keep on, well, I'm really, really like, I'll, I'll go and watch it, but am I excited for it? No, especially not after coming off the back of that itch trailer. I don't know if the two. Uh, I know that they're two different. Um, are they two different studios doing the films for it and Dark Tower? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know, that, that's a good yeah. question. Um, yeah, because because, it, because if it is, like, and this the thing is though, like if you read Stephen King books, you know the good guys might win in the end. His 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 um his story style, especially when it comes to things like horror and things like that. Is, is still based in a very steep reality where people can fucking drop dead. Your heroes, you know, can be, you know, be damaged or flawed from the beginning or become damaged and flawed. I didn't get any of that from this. I, I, I just didn't. Like it, like, it didn't have to be called The Dark Tower. This could have been fucking, what's it called? What's that film where Vin Diesel, where he plays The Last Wizard? What, The Last, the Witch, Last Witch Hunter? The, the Last Witch Hunter. This could, have been like, this could have been like The Last Witch Hunter Part 2. Like it could have just been like any old Joe Schmo thing. That's that's what the trailer does for me. So that that's but like I said, but it's because I've been exposed to like you know a reimaging of of the world by Jay Lee. Jay Lee and Stephen King, from what I've read, worked quite closely together on the comic book adaptation. I'm not sure how much Stephen King is involved in this TV, in, in this film version, but I, I will tell you one thing. Either way, he's getting paid. So oh yeah, no. that. <laughs> yeah, he's getting his money. Don't watch, don't watch that. <laughs> don't watch that. He's getting his money. Um, yes, yeah, if, if they're the same studio, I think it is. You know, I think they're both coming out via Sony. Mm. Yeah, I well, think both yeah. of them are, are, are Sony movies. So, um, yeah, there's possibility. You said that they've kind of thrown a, a few Easter eggs in there, which would make sense if you know, like the. The history of the books um it would yeah. be a good idea to kind of cash in on that especially for a movie audience that may not necessarily be familiar with the dark tower it makes a lot of sense to to kind of make as much connections as possible with stuff that, that people are familiar with well should, but, should um, we actually should we actually even tell them what it is i mean obviously we won't tell them what it is but explain to them what the dark tower what the dark tower is or what it what some of these gateways lead to uh you can do yeah yeah go for it yeah okay all right so, so basically so there, there's doorways and some of these doorways basically lead to other realities or other universes. It's other realities. Yeah. And some of these realities are, uh, are realities that we're already familiar with. Mm. Like you, you said, you mentioned the whole thing of, like you see um, Pennywise's fairground. So at, at some point in the, the Dark Tower series, Roland Deschain and his quartet, they, they walk, um, they, they, go, they enter into the town of Maine, across um, Pennywise. But as this takes place, um, after Pennywise has been defeated by the kids in 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 the It book, mm. so basically that's the other thing um, that we need to mention as well that the, the doorways that lead to other places, there's no specific time period. No, yeah. Like you you know if I today's Friday and I go into this doorway, the next place I'm going to go to is going to be Friday. No, it could be a completely different time. So mm. that's the thing. That, so that's the thing that I'm really hoping that they that they do. And like I said, it's upset because you come off the It trailer. And then you come to the Dark Tower. And a Dark Tower is essentially the thing that holds all of these books together. Hmm. So that's where the real battle that's where so basically this is where the real battle is really taking place. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, so you know, so you've got, you know, so some of the doorways that you might go into. Um there's characters from Salem's Lot in um in the Dark Tower. Yeah. Uh, characters from uh, like you said, there's one bit where they go to the the, the hotel. Mm-hmm. Where Jack Nicholson's character was uh, was ends up being killed in um in The Shining, so 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 there's a lot resting, and like I said, it keeps on 
it keeps on going back to the thing of you know what i don't feel the urgency and the danger mm-hmm. rolling this chain has placed on his shoulders considering that he's the last of his kind mm-hmm. it keeps on it keeps on going back to that, that like i haven't been sold by the portrayal of the hero that, like matthew mcconaughey i reckon he'll do a good job because he's good at playing a bit of a dick he's good at playing a good dick like hammed up as well like I reckon he'll, he'll, I mean, whether he'll capture the essence of, of the, the man in black is a different matter, but I reckon he'll still be a good, I reckon he'll still be a good villain. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, Alvin, any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts, uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, Richardpedia. Um, <laughs> and number two, uh, The Forbidden Kingdom. Forbidden Kingdom with um, Jackie Chan and Jet Li. That's what it yeah. feels like to me at the moment. Yeah, right. yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's, true. that's true. Well, let's hope it doesn't end up like that because I did not yeah. like that film at all, man. All right, listeners. Well, um, if you haven't seen the trailer already, then go check out the trailer and um, let us know your thoughts on the trailer as well. And if you're a fan and if you're familiar with the Dark Tower and there's things that we may have missed, let us know. Um, I'll give you our contact details at the end. All right, let's move on because this trailer, I think all three of us are hyped for. Um, So this week, out of nowhere, we got uh, the first official full-length trailer i guess um or well no technically i guess it was a teaser trailer still but anyway we got our first proper trailer for the defenders um now if you guys remember uh those of you who are listening when we did our roundup of 2016 and our favorite things and our least favorite things and so on we all talked a little bit about the things we were looking forward to in 2017 and top of my personal list was the defenders um that kind of rocked a tiny bit when Iron Fist came out. Um, and those of you who've listened to our Iron Fist podcast uh, with myself and Richard will know um, <laughs> both of us have strong feelings, shall we say, about that series. So um, it did rock it a little bit, but this trailer dropped and all of my feelings are restored again in terms of I'm just super, super, super excited now. Um, <laughs> and I know you two are as well. Um, so first off, uh, initial thoughts on on the trailer. Um, Alvin, what, did, what was your like kind of initial thoughts uh, about it, and how did you feel about it? Yo, man, after the first few seconds, as soon as Matt Murdock walked through that door and says that he's Jessica Jones's attorney, uh, I was just like, fucking, this is what it's all about. And they just showed <laughs> them all all coming together, kind of having a bit of banter between them. It's about it's about the group and the way in which they interact. And I was like, this is this is what it's all fucking about. And then to top it off, the fucking show there's a, a corridor fight scene with all four of them in it. Uh, that was like one shot and there was action going on. And I was just like, this is this is this is good. this is like the cream of the crop. This is what it's all led up to. This is what you know they told us in the beginning it would lead up to this. And you know we had two great seasons of the Daredevil, season of Jessica Jones, season of season of Luke Cage. Uh, obviously, then we had Iron Fist, and then um, and then and then now we're getting this, which is just I just feel like I feel like this one's going to be on point. Uh, yes, Iron Fist was like a letdown in that, but I think this one, I, th- I think it's definitely going to be on point, especially with how, how everyone's going to. I mean, you saw that one scene with um with Luke and. Uh, and uh, and Danny and obviously the punching of the face and the conversation they have between them because obviously Claire brings them together uh, and obviously Luke like reacting to him saying that he's the immortal Iron Fist and he's like you what <laughs> you know what I mean and all that kind of stuff so no I, I loved it I thought I think it's going to be a really good show man I've I have high hopes for this one cool cool that initial opening scene what I loved about it was it it looked like it was taken exactly from. Um, there's a, a comic book series that uh, where Jessica Jones was first introduced called Alias. Um, and there's a scene where she gets arrested. Um, and then out of the blue, Matt Murdock turns up and, and um, gets her released from the, the police station. Um, and that the moment I saw those scenes, I was like, holy shit, like that's exactly like it's come out of the Alias comic book in, in terms of the way it's done. I mean, it, I know we only literally got like a few seconds of, of that scene. Um, but I think it was very smart of them to start off straight away with um, Jessica Jones and, and Misty Knight, because uh, immediately that kind of showed the, the connections between 
um, the, the different shows that we've had. And then to have Matt Burdock walk in as well um, was perfect, um, absolutely perfect. And the way it was done was just brilliant as well. Um, Richard, in terms of like the those kind of scenes that we saw in, in the, the trailer, was there anything um, sort of that stood out from specific comic books that you can think of that, that they may have uh, been influenced by or, or specific kind of comic book runs or anything? Not, nothing off the top of my head, you know, and I've watched it like numerous times. So it might even be one of those things where I've watched it so many times that I've just, I've just deadened my senses. <laughs> I've, I've, de- I've deadened, I've deadened Richard, Richardpedia. <laughs> and now, now I'm just seeing broken. it. It's just one, one big blur. <laughs> it's, it's broken. I can't fit like, my, you know what, you know, you know what's broken? My iron mm. fist is broken. I can't, I can't channel the power of the iron fist. <laughs> I can't focus my chi. <laughs> I can't focus my bad acting, damn it. Gosh. <laughs> Trying to show feelings, but um, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but um, I think that I think that I mean, there's one scene that was that was that kind of stands out, and I think it's Matt Murdock jumping off the top of a rooftop. Oh, but yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. but but it's, it's nothing. There was the majority of the scenes, from what I can remember, there's nothing now that really stands out because through each of through each of the characters' own seasons. Not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just that it means like nothing really needs to be taken from anywhere because the theme has been set. Mm. I mean, obviously you've got like, like you said, with the, the whole um, Matt Murdock walking in and Jessica Jones. So you recognize that, but um, it really stood out to me. I, I did like the fact that they brought it back to Hell's Kitchen. And so it has, it has a familiar feel to it. So if it, it feels more like it is an extension of, uh, of the Daredevil show, but it's going to be a defend. But it's going to be based on the defenders, which I think is good. I think it's always good to go back to the source, just to familiarize yourself with it. So I mean, obviously, a show like this wouldn't work in Harlem, just because of the aesthetic of it. It wouldn't work in um, in Jessica Jones's part of New York either. And Iron Fist. Listen, I've already told you. I reckon they find if they filmed Iron Fist or fucking over on the day that they were meant to film. I don't reckon they even had location <laughs> plans. Yeah. So you can take it. So, so you can say you can say bye bye to that already. And um. And, the, the, and I think it, I think it just works and it sets the tone for it really, really nicely. And um, I mean, I mean, they essentially did the same thing for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, you get all of these individual films, but there's a certain tone to the Avengers that still feels like it's an Iron Man film, or like he's he's the central thing behind it. That's how I feel, anyway. Hmm. For any for any particular scenes that that really stood out, uh, nothing, nothing really. Hmm. Apart from apart from the whole thing is just amazing. The whole trailer was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, the trailer was just mind blowing, man. Um, yeah, I could I couldn't really like think of any um, apart from that that yeah. opening scene. I couldn't really think of any other like comic book kind of point of reference um, throughout the, a lot of the scenes in the trailer. But I guess that that's a good thing because the the individual stories that we've got so far have. have generally been so strong that they've kind of stood on their own merit they haven't really needed to borrow you know heavily from from the comic books too much they've used it as a as a springboard but they've kind of gone off in their own way and established their own kind of tone and style um and yeah i agree with the the daredevil um thing in the sense that the story um the the sorry the the visual look of the trailer kind of being established is, is very similar to daredevil i guess that's because um, the showrunner on this is is the guy who was the showrunner for Daredevil season two, um, which is his name is not Scott Buck. I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not Scott. <laughs> um, Marco Ramirez. That's it. Yeah, Marco Ramirez is his name. Um, yeah, so he's the the, the showrunner for the Defenders. Um, so I guess yeah, because he worked on Daredevil, he's obviously going to bring. Um, that to the table, um, and I'm assuming it's it's kind of the same directors as well. Um, mm. So yeah, it, it it should kind of lock in that that style uh, so that it's familiar for everybody. So yeah, that's cool. But the actual scenes, yeah, are just like amazing, man, amazing. I mean, like obviously with the the story being set in Hell's Kitchen again, I guess that's because of the the big hole in the ground that they found in Daredevil season two. Um, so I'm assuming that's going to play some part in the story as well. Um, but the scenes, yeah, like like you said, Alvin, the the confrontation between Luke and, and Danny was just like 
so funny. Like, I was I was just literally sitting there chuckling, watching that that scene and the two of them play off of each other. Um, the night nurse is back, of course. Like the the, the goddess Claire Temple is is the goddess. Back. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Rosario Dawson, man. <laughs> you just have to say her name. That's all. But yeah, she's back as well, um, which is great to see, of course, because she really just kind of brings something um, with her. She brings a, a really nice kind of um, everyman quality to these shows. And, yeah. and she almost acts like the, the the eyes of the audience, really. She kind of says aloud what we're thinking to ourselves when we're watching these shows. So um, you know, she came, she plays a, a really key part. So please, please do not kill her off in this show because I'll be very upset if you do that. And you mm. don't need to do it. It's lazy. So please don't do that. So I hope that's the case. And um, yeah, hopefully they, they work, that's something that they won't be doing. Um, but I also really <clears> like, <throat> as I said, the hallway fight scene that you mentioned, Alvin, that was amazing as well. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, of course, um, Sigourney Weaver. What, what did you guys think of Sigourney Weaver and how she looked? And well, she turned of... around in it and looked at the yeah. camera, or mm. well, looked past the camera. Yeah, uh, well, it's Sigourney Weaver in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like her. I like what she does. Um, the only problem I feel with these shows is that a lot of the villains have been like business people mm. or have been involved yeah. in business. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're clearly getting like... a little boring. They clearly don't like big business today. One <laughs> yeah. percent is fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, Although, I don't, I, I don't know. Be... I think, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Rich. I'll, I'll come. No, 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 no. What, what are you going to say? I, I, well, no, I, I was just going to say, to, to be fair, in, in response to that, I guess they maybe in a way they are trying to play on that because they're all like quote unquote street level heroes. Um, I guess oh, they would be seen so. as, as kind of like the, you know, the blue collar superheroes, the, the ones of the working people, the, the ordinary folk. Um, and I guess those in their ivory towers, you know, in, in uptown and Manhattan and stuff like that, who've got all the money, are, are kind of being seen as, the, you know, the, the devious, um, mischievous kind of mischief makers and the oppressors almost. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe that's what they're, they're kind of aiming for. And that's why it's always kind of business people. But um, I think there's more to her than than that. From what they've kind of been hinting at, better be. um, yeah, there's a lot more to her than that. Um, I'll go into some of the theories that I've heard in a minute. But um, sorry, Richard, you you were going to say something, so come in. Yeah, no, I was going to. I was basically going to going to say what you were saying about the whole business thing. I think it just it just generally makes sense. Hmm. If, if you think of like the hand, all the factions of the hand, is, is you know, it's it's like that thing of that you wouldn't have these organizations. Now, you know, like, they, like that's the one of the good things that came out from Iron Fist, where you know that action of the hand, where they were like bringing in like runaways or kids that were like you know were from poor families and training them up. Yeah, everything is a business. Mm. Like, and and it just makes more and more. It makes more sense now, you know, mm. to like you know, you're not going to have like a bunch of ninjas just running around for no reason, you know. Like, like okay, well, you, well listen, you got to feed the ninjas, yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to clothe the ninjas. Last I heard, like ninja garments, they're not fucking cheap to come across, yeah. <laughs> Especially after the way how the hand are so easy disposed of. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. Because they need a lot of them, innit? <laughs> and and to tell the truth, I think it's uh, I like it because it harkens back to like one of my favorite superhero villains of all time, movie wise, and it's the Gene Hackman version of. I knew you were gonna say that. I just knew you were gonna say that. But but the th but you know what it is. But it's just perfect. Like he he doesn't want he doesn't want you know to take over the world or to do this just or to do that. Man. He's just mm. like hands. Because you know what? With land, you have money. Mm. Simple. <laughs> be rich. Mm. I just want to be rich. Yeah. And and I think that's you know and and, and I think that that's that's a good underlining theme. Which even though I know you said Alvin, like you know you hope it's not about a big about a big business thing. It would tie in neatly. Mm. To the reason why this, yeah. this is happening, if, but it can't do that forever. At, yeah, no, 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 you can't, you can't. But like, if, but if you, but then, but then it's all about because it's all going to be about some form of business. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's just it's the ongoing thing. It's the same way for like, for like politics. And if you let's say for example, if you look at like Hydra in the comics, like Hydra has many different factions. Mm. Mm. So back in the day, so Hydra had factions of the hand in there. Hydra yeah. had um, Fisk underneath them. Hydra had then obviously then had like the Red Skull. Um, even members of the Hellfire Club were part of Hydra, hmm. and it was all a business, you know, of, of trying to get, you know, like you said, being part of that one percent, and you know, 
okay, listen, I'm going to be in charge of this and you're going to be in charge of that. And it was a version of uh, just making money and running the world, running the world in one way or another. Hmm. So, uh, like I said, maybe not going forever, but it, it, it does, it generally does make sense. Hmm. Um, and hopefully that can, they can kind of tie that back into the whole that, you know, he comes from a quite well impoverished family and, you know, he has, what would be good is to see maybe the hand of it, like truly infu- infiltrated um, uh, Rand Industries and we can finally find out what, they, what Rand industry, Industries fucking does as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that brings me nicely along to um, some of the rumours because I don't know if, how much you guys have heard or if you've been avoiding rumours altogether, but um, one of the popular theories that's flying around the internet about uh, the character that Sigourney Weaver is going to play, which is called Alexandra, um, yeah, apparently they've been saying, oh, you know, she's not based on a comic book character. She's a totally new character. We've kind of, you know, we've invented this new character for the show. But to be perfectly frank, I'm not buying that. Yeah, um, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I call yeah. bullshit. I think they, they, she is based on on somebody. Now, one of the theories that's been flying around. Well, there's a a couple. Um, I mean, one of the popular ones in the early days was that she was Mephisto, which kind of sounds oh, yeah. like bollocks to me um i can't really buy that because they've just not sown any um sown any seeds for that or, or laid yeah. any groundwork. Yeah. Not really you know um only in the kind of vaguest terms in in daredevil season two where there's references to you know the beast of the hand and things like that but it's yeah it, it's hard to buy that um but the other one um which has become quite popular now is that she may be in some way possibly um Danny Rand's reincarnated mother. See, I heard this. I did hear that one. Mm, because people mm. are saying because she, um, you know, in Iron Fist, you when they showed that scene with the plane crashing and, and stuff, and the family um, being on board the plane, you see her kind of get sucked out quite early, but you never see what happens to her. Whereas mm. you kind of see the dad die. You know, um, yeah. you know he's dead, but with the mother, you don't know what happened. So, you know, people have theorized, is it possible she survived the crash and the hand found her? Um, whereas, you know, Danny was found by the, the monks of Kunlun, and maybe it was the hand who found her, um, you know, and did something to her with her. And, and, and that's um, kind of what's driving uh, her to, to, to become the, the villain that she is. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's an interesting theory that's flying around. Um, it sounds, I guess, you know, 50% plausible. Um, I'm not 100% sold on it, but it does kind of make some sense when you think about it. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, had you heard any like theories, Alvin, about like? Nah, I haven't been looking at shit. Uh, I've just been like, I like being surprised in it. So, like, usually I won't look at theories and stuff. Uh, I'll just literally mm-hmm. wait for the show. But that seems that seems like uh, well, that at least makes sense because some th- theories are fucking stupid. So, like, <laughs> at least it kind of makes sense. You go, oh yeah, I can yeah. I can see I could piece that together. That's not too much of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I guess well, we've we've only got to wait until August. So mm. um yeah, there'll be more information to come, no doubt about that. Um but speaking of resurrections, we also got a look at Electra as well. Um in the trailer you see her very briefly. Um she basically punches Matt through a glass window. Um, and you can see in the hallway fight, she's actually walking up behind them. Um, yeah. I'm guessing the way the trailer's cut, um, it seems like the um, the punch comes after, if you know what I mean. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we see the, the the scrap in the hallway and then the punch comes along after where she punches him in uh, to through this glass window. Um, so, yeah, it looks like obviously they've the hand of used their um, resurrection powers and, and have resurrected her. Um, and it looks like they've turned her into the, the weapon because essentially she is supposed to be um, Black Sky, isn't she? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The previous Daredevil season. So, so disconnected yeah. that kid that was in that freaking container. Then, uh, in some ways, yeah, yeah. In some ways, I mean, what the the conclusion that I've drawn, and this could be the wrong conclusion entirely. So take this with a pinch of salt, listeners. But the conclusion that I've drawn is that that black sky whatever happened whatever stick and and daredevil did um it interrupted the process of them um turning 
that kid into the the weapon that they wanted um but from kind of daredevil season two it's like stick kind of almost intimate that it's always really been electra that they've wanted um mm. for whatever reason i mean rich do you remember what uh what the backstory of Electra was in in Daredevil season two in terms of where she actually came from because her origins were a bit um, shady, weren't they? They weren't that she it wasn't yeah. like she was you know um, just the average kid who was taken and trained to to be a warrior. Mm. They, they were saying stuff about um, you know her having this dark side and, and so on. Yeah. Can you remember any of, of the details behind that? Yeah, I mean, basically, what I remember is that. Um... One of the guys says, one of the trainers says to Stick, like, um, yeah, like, um, or is it, is it Stick? Did he say it to Stick? Or is it when Mace Windu says it to fucking, no, no, it's when Mace Windu says it to fucking Yoda and goes like, yeah, there's something dark, there's a prophecy, there's a chosen one. That's essentially what it was, like, Electra. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, you know, so, yeah, so they don't really go into too much detail, but there is that whole mm. thing of, like, this person is the chosen one. Like you said, I think they they kind of touch upon the whole hand versus um, sticks faction, where one is good, one is bad. Hmm. From what I can from what I can remember of the comic books, there's always some form of vessel hmm. can, that that is needed or can be used. So I know at one point, stick is considered a vessel for this black sky thing, and Electra, and obviously in, in this TV show, is, is is considered one as well. But yeah, but I don't think they really talk about her origin or anything. I just think mm. that there's just certain people that that are chosen, and I and I and it wouldn't surprise me if, like, well, listen, if we can't take, you know, if we can't take Electra, then we will take Matt Murdock at some point. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just just because of like they 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 a particular breed, I, mm. I and I I think that that fifth, that takes certain points. I don't think they would essentially or necessarily go for somebody like Danny Rand. Because Danny Rand already has a, a quite a formidable power in him that would I don't think they'd be able to you know override. But um, as to the origin origins and um, any mention of the reason why she's been chosen or anything like that, any solid uh, reasons being given in Daredevil season two. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I couldn't really remember, so I just wasn't sure if there was something that they specified or, or if they hadn't but but either way i mean i'm cool with that i'm i'm assuming we're going to get even more information about electra in in this one in again in the trailer um she features um quite a bit actually i've realized because there's the training sequence with her as well um mm. and then you kind of get the first glimpse of her in uh this long dark coat with, with the sword in her hand um so yeah it seems that obviously she's going to play uh, quite a part in in this series as well um, do either of you guys think the Punisher is going to show up in this? Um, um, well, he's getting his own show, so what would be the point, really? Yeah, you know, what I mean, see, I mean, he could have a little appearance, but I don't, I, w- I wouldn't see the point in it. Well, I was only thinking that because um, they were shooting the defenders at the same time as shooting the Punisher. Mm. And pretty much losing it from what I heard the same locations as well. Mm. So I was just wondering if they um, kind of worked in a cameo for the the Punisher in there um, in some way, shape, or form. Perhaps if both stories are taking place at the same time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I would like that. They're running. Yeah. I would like that. You know. You know what I would like? I'd like for him to make a cameo. Mm. His show is a is a proper crossover. So like he's like so like you know um uh, so you see him walking through a door or whatever or like you see whatever happens in like an episode of the defenders, but from his point of view or, mm. you know, leading up to the events mm. after the events. And cause I can only assume that the, well, this, this is what I hope happens that the Punisher season is essentially going to be him cleaning up whatever happens in the defenders. Mm. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping. But um, I, I think, uh, I think a cameo would make sense. I think, I think it would be good. Um, in, in the Defender show, is everybody in it? Obviously, we know Claire Temple's in it. Is um, uh, is Karen Page in it in this one in the se- in series as yes. well? Yes. Um, no, no, no. Karen Page isn't. I think the um, she's going to be in the in Punisher, though, right? Yeah, she's in Punisher. Well, no, um, Claire Temple, yeah, obviously is in it. Um, Malcolm is in it from Jessica Jones. Um, who else is Foggy? Is in it. 
Uh, yeah. And there is another character that they confirmed is is definitely in it as well. Um, stick. Don't forget Stick. Yeah, yeah. Obviously Stick. Um, no, there's there's somebody else from one. It's either from Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, but somebody else is has been confirmed as um, having a, a small role in it as well. So. Um, yeah, we will see some some other of the residual characters or the the kind of side characters um, popping up in the show as well. Yeah. But okay, um, okay. yeah, cool. man. I mean, it sounds like me. Well, all three of us are pretty much on board the hype train right now, and we've got front row seats. So, yeah, I don't know if there's anything more to say. Uh, did you want to add anything else, Alf? Nah, just just. Just what I said last time, that corridor, just waiting for the corridor. Always a corridor fight, innit? So yeah. just wait for a sick corridor fight. I just love that shit. Mm-hmm. That, listen, that corridor scene, <laughs> it got me gassed. Like, you know what it is? And like I said, like I've always said about, um, about well, especially when it comes to like action films or specific like fighting or martial arts films, um, there's always like a, a form of language to would use that would, that would like capture you know the, the essence of that of that of that person, and um and that corridor scene, and the one thing that I think everybody is scared of is like was whether or not uh, Finn Jones as Danny Rand is going to be able to redeem himself so much so to speak. Because if you think about it, plays uh, Daredevil, the guy who plays Luke Cage, the lady who plays Jessica Jones, they've all cemented their roles. Those are the, those are their roles now. Like. If they was if they were to be you know recast today, like people would be upset because they've kind of made it their own. The same way how like you know certain actors or actresses cement characters for themselves. So like Sigourney Weaver is a Ripley. No one else can play. No one else can play Ripley. Mm. William Shatner is James T. Kirk. Although they you know although Chris Pine has played a good Captain um, Captain Kirk, it's his own version of Captain Kirk, but still stays to the essence. Jones could be recast tomorrow, and I don't think a lot of people would be upset. Right. <laughs> but the, no, no, no. It's true. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, like we said before, in, yeah, like, like we said before in the review, it's like it's not because of his, it's, no, it's not because of his acting. It's mm. because of the way how the, the Iron Fist TV show w- was set up and put together. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, being taken out, have been taken out of the room. Everything's gonna be pointed to you, now, Finn. Like Finn, don't fuck up. <laughs> like, don't drag it down. Mm. Um. But the thing that I liked is that um. In that corridor scene, everybody's fighting and it, and it suits them. So they're still sticking to their thing and it works. Mm. Like, if, like, you know me, I, I like to look at the things a bit too much. But even how they're set up. So you've got, you've got the rough and tumble Matt Murdock in the background. And he's just, like, remember, he's just holding that guy against the wall. And he's just, you know, doing the Matt Murdock thing that he does. Where he, you know, he might do the knee to the, knee to the stomach. And he holds the guy up and he gives, like, a, a 500 punch to the face. Wham, 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 wham. And then you've got Luke Cage and you've got the powerhouses in the middle. And then you've got Rand in the mid, like um, Danny Rand in between Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, and he's there just waiting for the stragglers to come. But the the way how he runs through and jumps at the wall and de- delivers that final blow, that's the best move he's done that I've <laughs> ever seen him do mm. out of the whole fucking thirteen episodes of the Iron yep. Fist. <laughs> yeah. Preach, <laughs> preach. In fact, in and it fact, was pretty badass as well. <laughs> It was it was it was badass. Like it was it was it, it just worked. Like it, they've got their own formation. And this is the thing where, like, when it comes to the end of the trailer, where Danny's going, like, "Listen, man, we worked pretty well. Like, you know, we're, we're good together." In that hallway, I mean, for, like I said, just from this teaser, you know, I don't know how things are going to turn out. Whether they know it or not, or from what I can see, they work well. They know what needs to be done when it comes to the crunch and it's something that that runs throughout the marvel cinematic universe and the tv and you know and tv show and it works especially well which we were talking about yesterday in the guardians of the galaxy crunch when it comes to the crunch and they're, and they're not arguing and doing whatever they get the job done whether it's you know whether it's pretty or whether it's you know a, a whole you know a whole steaming pile of shit it gets they still get the job done but um the trailer for this defenders, I think it looks. This trailer looks better than every single episode of Iron Fist as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it does. All right, cool, man. Well, um, let's bring this one up to a, a close because I think we've um, chatted enough about the defenders. We've we've kind of sucked it dry, um, and we're just going to have to sit patiently and wait until August, as are you, listeners. Unfortunately, so. Um, 
yeah, we're, we're just going to have to sit there. But if you want to share some of your theories with us um, about what you think is going to happen in the Defenders when it's released, um, you can always get in touch with us via our social media. So that is um, at Wulong Talks on Twitter. You could send us a tweet. I'm happy to uh, have a chat about any of that kind of stuff that we talk about on our podcast, really. Um, you can also get us on Facebook on our official Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash Wulong Talks. And you can also get us via email as well at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com okay um as i said let's wrap this one up man because we've, we've done a lot of talking here tonight and my throat is kind of dry now so um <laughs> everybody let's say goodbye uh alvin say goodbye and where can people find you at before you go uh, people can find me on instagram and twitter at big a 85 gl uh see you later cool um rich kid where can people find you at you can find me on Instagram under Rich Reviews and on Twitter under Rich Reviews and Hasta Luego. Lovely jobby. And, uh, well, it's a good night from me, listeners. So thanks a lot for joining us on this bonus edition, and we'll see you again next week, all right? Peace out. We're gone.